All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Lit Auntie podcast. You know, we do this every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and we discuss topics that are intersectional, topics that um, are in line with the Lit Auntie mission. We are a content space dedicated to changing the way women view fulfillment. So it's about um, not obsessing over romantic love, but instead focusing on living a passion-filled life. So any topic that's intersectional with that, and there's tons in pop culture, um, we discuss it every week, same time, same place, right here on Clubhouse. And then it is later uploaded on the following Saturday to our podcast. We've been going strong since uh, mid-June. So it's going down, man. Um, without further ado, let's just jump on into the topic. Just a couple of things I want to get off my chest, really. Um, and before I before I get into it, I should say, as usual, we do this podcast style. It's great to see you guys here. Um, if at any time you feel like, again, no pressure, if you feel like, you know, you feel moved to say something, you want to jump up on stage and, you know, ad-lib, um, drop a comment, a question for the audience, get opinions, whatever the case is. It's a community here. So if you want to get involved, don't be shy. You're not going to throw me off. I have my little notes here. Um, but other than that, y'all could just hang there, hang tight, and enjoy it podcast style. So now, getting into the topic for today. The topic is if it can be taken, it needs to go. Now, I love this topic. I love talking about it, everything about it, because this is at the core of being the lit auntie. If we're going to say don't obsess, then inherent in that is your ability to let things go. You're not obsessed with it. You're like, all right, if it comes, it comes. If it goes, it goes. Really. You know what I mean? And so I want to talk about that in the sense of, of course, relationships, because that's what we're fighting against. Um, not relationships, but the obsession over them. Um, let's also, I want to also talk about it in context of jobs, you know, businesses, careers, whatever, friends, family. No one is exempt. No one and nothing is exempt from your ability to let go. One caveat before I start jumping into these different sections is that, bruh, I'm not saying that you should be alone for the rest of your life, not go after anything, not have any relationships, period. That's ridiculous. That's not, I mean, to me anyway, that's not why we were put on this earth. But anyway... I'm not saying that. My point is, in life, you don't have control over a lot of things. So the fact that you're sitting there trying to obsess and hold on to things when they're ready to go, it's counterproductive, and it's not going to serve you well. So I'm here to talk about those things. And one last thing before I jump in is that I actually got the idea from this topic from watching one of my favorite shows. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's a favorite show. I tune in every week and all of that. I'm all caught up. 
It's a show that's called Love and Marriage Huntsville. Okay. I I mean, if you can tell, I, I do have a fascination with the institution of marriage, um, the institution or really socialization of humans um, in modern society anyway. So these shows, yeah, it's a guilty pleasure and I'm ratchet and I love watching reality TV, but more than that, more than that, okay? More than that, it's that aspect. I love to see humans interacting in a certain way, especially in these constructed manners. Like, this is all fake. I'm not going to go off on a tangent. My point is, Love and Marriage Huntsville, you've probably heard me talk about this couple before, um, Marceau and Tisha. Yeah, y'all too. And listen, I know y'all are in Alabama, so, and I'm not calling y'all a bunch of Bamas because y'all, to some degree, are a bit more sophisticated than I am. But in a lot of ways, you're not. And here's the thing that I take issue with. So, Tisha, every season, there are rumors coming out about her husband cheating. Whether they're true or not, I have no idea. They are all allegations at this point. I haven't seen any evidence of it. However, the rumors do swirl every season. And on top of that, Tisha acts like a woman who's like, um, how do I say? She acts like a woman who believes that, like a wife who believes that. You know, for example, in the last episode, they, <clears throat> one of their businesses, I think it's called Chocolate in a Bottle. Shout out to that business. Shout out to black-owned businesses. Um, but in the last episode, some, you know, this is all publicity, child. Somehow this show done paired up with Ready to Live in Houston where they were doing Cigar Week in Houston or something like that. I don't know nothing about it, right? And they're, so they're out at this cigar bar or whatever. They're at a bar for the release of their chocolate in a bottle drink, whatever it's formally called. And Marceau was there. He's charming in a certain toxic masculinity way, but I, you know, some girls like that. And you can't usually get the toxic right away, so it's all good. So he's like mixing and mingling and, you know, he comes across Kyra. Shout out to Kyra from um, Ready to Live this last season. Um, uh, the one people love to hate, and it is what it is. I'm sure she knows and understands that. Shout out to her being a lawyer, too. But anyway, she's there, and she's looking hot, okay? Body popping. Her breasts are out in a wonderful way, and her dress is very form-fitting, and it is red, and I think she got red lipstick on, and of course she got heels Okay, to kill. All right. So she looks great. And of course, here comes Tisha while Marceau is talking to Kyra. I don't really remember who approached who. I seem to believe it was Marceau who approached her, which would make a lot of sense because it's his offense and he's networking. I don't see a problem, but here comes Tisha, as we've seen her do in the past, roll up on Marceau, child. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And you like, pulls him away from her. And then, oh, Lord, child. I don't think y'all ever, we have featured Melody Holt, who's also on the show. Kimmy could get a feature, too, um, if something historic happens. But 
I don't think Tisha is anywhere close to ever getting a feature, not that she's asked, um, on the lit auntie because this next move is just a bit ridiculous. And it is completely against the code of the lit auntie. So she drags Marceau outside onto this like balcony, patio, rooftop seeming thing with a view, you know, portion of the bar. And she's trying to talk to him one-on-one about her feelings of him, you know, talking to Kyra. And then it gets crazier. She gonna have a nerve to start crying. Girl, crying about what? Are you really this sad? Like, what are you actually sad about? You couldn't just be mad that Marceau was talking to another woman. And let me tell y'all something. That clip was like a second. Like, as soon as he went over there, Tisha snatched his ass right up. And here's why I believe it was just a second. This is reality TV. If they could have stretched that out more to make Marceau look crazy, they would have. Trust me. Trust me. Yeah, they. I, I believe that they do enjoy also making Tisha look like the insecure wife with reason. Um, but also, whenever the guys are doing wild stuff, like, they take full advantage. And here, it was like a two-second clip. So, girl, you really ran up on your man at his networking party while he's networking with, albeit a, you know, gorgeous, bodacious black woman... But networking, nonetheless, he, in that little clip, I hadn't seen him done anything, do anything crazy. His hands were within eyesight, you know. He wasn't, like, licking his lips and being all creepy. He was networking with another celebrity at his event. You over here ruining opportunities for free marketing. Like, get your head in the game, girl. And I know that's what Marceau probably tells her. Um, so I hate to also break it to her, but yeah, she need to get her head in the game. Why today's topic, if it can be taken, it needs to go. And I'm going to jump on into that a little bit more, but you know, it really disgusted me to see the chain of events because in those chain of events, I saw insecurity, I saw desperation, and then last but not least, I saw manipulation. See, this is the key difference between the lit auntie and everybody else. Well, shout out to our lit allies too, right? Lit aunties are lit because there's something about them that is so seemingly unattainable for other people. Let me be more specific. It's the fact that we don't have to manipulate to get our way. Why? Because our way is not dependent on other people and their emotions or other things and our inability to access them. We understand that there are certain things that we can control and then there are certain things that are just out of our control. And we accept that. We accept that it's not in our control and we don't obsess. For example... You don't, if you want to get married, you can't control when you're going to find your soulmate. You cannot. You cannot snap your fingers and do it. Trust me. Want to know why? Because if you could, they'd be selling it for more than those billionaires paid to fly out into space. I swear for God. 
I'm serious. <laughs> like, if they, if that was possible, it would be sold. Okay? A little potion in a bottle. All right? But it's not. Because you can't. Okay? We understand those things. And that's why we don't obsess over those things. We don't obsess over falling in love, getting married, you know, um, acquiring certain jobs, as we'll talk about. All these things. We don't obsess over it because... We understand that it's outside of our control. Likewise, in this situation, you know what else is outside of your control? A man who doesn't want to be there. Let's get even more specific. I like to get into the nuances of relationships and people who don't want to be in relationships because this is where people, all people, tend to get confused. You think because the person or a person that you're dealing with doesn't, you know, just because they want to be around you, that doesn't mean that they want to be your partner. Remember, back a couple of episodes, I said, particularly I was talking about, and, you know, had I was talking about Safari and Erica Mena. And I told, I said the main issue there was that Safari wants a wife. That's, there's no doubt about it. Like most men, he, regardless of if they admit it or not, they truly do want a wife. And I, nothing really um, persuades me otherwise. The problem is they don't want to be a husband. Okay, this is the thing that people not paying attention to. You don't just get to have people in your life, generally, who are going to be a good partner for you, hold you down, pick up your slack when you're down, you know, just reach up outside and beyond themselves in order to contribute to you living your best life possible. You don't just get that just because you want that. Are you kidding me? Come on, that. No, you got to contribute too. And sometimes that doesn't even guarantee anything, clearly, because the women are contributing. And look, I'm talking about Erica and Safari and other relationships, but one person's contributing. Erica's contributing. You know, she threw that whole damn Jamaican festival, um, palance, um, bashment. That's the word I was looking for. She threw that whole bashment for his ass. So clearly, um, you know, clearly the, um, the issue is both people have to want to be there. And a lot of times... When one person is putting in a ton of work, other people just assume that um, they can just accept that work and not reciprocate. But we're not here for that. The little aunties ain't here for that. We know we don't settle for all of that. That's a key theme throughout all the things we say. And inherent is you have to be okay with letting things go. So here's the thing, Right? Um, with Marcel and Tisha, he, you know, let's say we're Tisha, right? I like to consider myself a lit auntie, right? Um, nobody's perfect, but I'm just saying my mindset is that of the lit auntie, right? So let's say I'm in that situation with Marcel couldn't be cause 
that that's not that's nothing what he did just there and like his poor behavior far extends beyond um what we see in that last clip you know in this last episode it's it's egregious to say the least like understatement of the year but anyway right so let's say i'm tisha and I see my man, my husband, my business partner, the father of my multiple children, and let's keep it real, the breadwinner in my household. That's also not really going to be a thing for me, but let's just keep that going, right? Let's say we see that person over there chopping it up with someone who is objectively beautiful. Like, I will give her that. Love me some Kyra, even though she pissed me off. It's all right from the season, but that's TV, right? If I see my man over there chopping it up with some cute chick at this stage in my life, back in the day it might have been wild, I'm not going to run up on him and try to pull him away and manipulate him with my tears to hope that he never looks at another woman again, which we already know, even in this situation. Goodbye. He will continue to do what he got to do. It don't really seem like he got that much respect for you, girl. And it's not even like you did something to deserve that. I believe that it's part of that Southern, like, patriarchal upbringing. That's what I believe. Shout out to Melody for breaking through that, right? Girl, if he can be... T- if Kyra could show up in a red dress, a bit revealing, but no hate to her. She looked great. Um, and look, they did definitely have her looking like a little temptress, all right. It was totally like, you know, stylist. But anyway, if she could show up looking good and that's enough to take away my husband, my partner, business partner, father of my child, really? And they were together, they've been together for like, I don't, I think, oh, right, they're coming up on like 15 years. So that's enough for her to take Girl, you better go thank her. You better go thank her. I'm serious. Like, if 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 he can be taken, he needs to go right now. You know what it's like. You know, the longer it takes, the harder it is to let go. It's already been about 15 years. So you really going to wait however long, however much longer um, before you kick his ass to the curb? I don't think so, girl. I don't know about that. If it can be taken, it needs to go. And and you need to remember, you meaning all of us, really, talking to myself, because it's a constant reminder. That's why we created a content space, so that none of us ever forget, all right? We got to remember that we don't settle, and... um. You can't manipulate your way into, or let me let me backtrack. Of course, you can manipulate your way into whatever, right? That's not the point. The point is, is that you shouldn't manipulate your way. Because let me tell you something. If it ain't for you, it's going to go sooner or later, okay? So you might as well get rid of it sooner than later. Because, again, the longer you wait, the more it hurts. What's the point? For real, what's the point? There is none. Okay, so with that, you know, I just really wanted to comment or use that situation as an example of the point that I was trying to get off, which is if it can be taken, 
let it go. Tisha, if a girl can pull up on your husband, etc., and just take him just because she flashed a little smile and was looking good, he need to go. Stop fighting for that. You should not be fighting over that. Like, for that. Like, you shouldn't be fighting to keep your man's attention here. That's different from, again, contributing, reaching above and outside yourself in order to contribute to your partner or partners living their best life. That's that's something I think, that's the point. In a lot of these partnerships, Life partnerships, you get together because you really want to enhance each other's life. Two are better than one. And more can be better as well, right? If that's what you into. And so if you're over here, like that, okay, so you can you can try to enhance your partner's life in that way. But if you're just like, Fighting off people and trying to keep them away from different people who you think can take them away, you're doing too much. You need to rethink and you need to move on. You need to think about that with business partners, right? Any type of business endeavor. In fact, as my favorite person who doesn't know me, but she's she's not even my best friend in my head. She's like... She's like my little auntie, you know, like there's a distance there. Um, my league, love her, talk about her all the time. And she will say, like, one of the things, one of the many things I love about her is that she talks about her grind. She didn't know really what she was doing, what she was doing, where she was going. She, she couldn't tell you about no curl box when she first got into, like, the entertainment industry. And the way that she grew, that grind, all of that. You know, it came from really humbling herself and taking full advantage of every opportunity that's in front of her, right? And what she'll tell you is that even if you don't own a business, you are a brand. You in and of you, right? So who you partner with is very important. As we've seen with a lot of this post-George Floyd um, outrage, um, these companies, are they all talk or do they also have some action? You know, what are you really doing? And if you're aligning yourself with these businesses, then, you know, you don't have to settle. You don't. Come on. It's 2021. We're not doing that no more. Right. I mean, I remember and I was actually just telling my bosses this in my evaluation meeting. Yeah, I have a day job and I love my day job and I'm not quitting. So anyway, um, I was just telling them or reminding them because I told them in the moment too, as well as our CEO equivalent and other high ranking executives. I told them when George Floyd went down, I um, had to take several days off and that was just to prevent myself from quitting. And that was because without revealing too much, the position that I have uniquely positioned me to be in a place where I felt like it's very possible, in fact, highly likely that, or at least it looks like, my place of work could be complicit in this systemic, this institution of America that is um, 
systemically racist. And so I had to clear my head. I'm like, I'm not working nowhere that's complicit. Like, what's that? You know? But what ended up happening was I had communications with all of these high-ranking people. They were super ready to address any concerns that I had. They actually surprised me and did a really good job. And when they did that, you know, I realized, all right, I can do my job without being complicit. That's not what's happening here, you know? And and there's a way that I can still provide justice, um, even if I'm not, like, representing the family of George Floyd. You know what I mean? So that's a long way of saying that um, you are your own brand. Even if you don't run a business, you got to be careful who you partner with. And if it can go, it needs to go. And I was really about to dash them understand, but I didn't, you know. And so we'll talk, you know, we, we're talking about your business. We're talking about your job. We spoke about romance. But, I mean, another topic we love to talk about here are your friends. Like, you're with your friends and um, I've seen this where people get jealous. A new friend comes around or um, new job, new interests, new hobbies. And when these new friends come around, the old friends start feeling misplaced, left out, not included. And listen... If your friends can go, they need to go. One thing that's inherent, though, and what I've been saying is the communication aspect. We talk about this all the time. Across all of these things I've spoken about, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your job, wanting to quit post-George Floyd, et cetera, whether it's your friends, and whatever the case is, if it can go, you need to let it go. But I would be remiss if I don't harp on the fact that depending on the level of um, importance to you, a conversation is necessary. Listen, I tell y'all about my friends that I meet. Like, look, <laughs> I love meeting new homegirls in the bathroom, drunk as hell, um, out at happy hour or brunch or whatever. But I probably never see you again, right? You're not that important. No shade, girls. I love you, right? But I'm just saying. Like, if I was having a problem with you, or I saw you moving in a way I didn't like, probably over social media because we're not even that close to have conversations, um, in real life or on the phone, if I see that, I'm probably not going to have a conversation with you because I, y'all know I love you, right? But the fact is, I probably just don't care enough. You know what I'm saying? And so beyond that, right, if you have, like we mentioned, your um, husband, your um, business partner, your baby father, or <laughs> whatever, parents of your children, right? You really, I mean, in those situations, you can have a conversation. Now, like with Melody, like with Tisha, we've seen those conversations happen time and time again. And... You can do one of at least two things. You can continue having that same conversation over and over again, although it's futile, um, like Tisha. 
And so you're going to have to chase your man down the hallway every time a cute girl walk in. Go ahead. That's what you want. That's what you want. But she ain't the little auntie, though. You understand? Or the other thing would be you could be like our little auntie feature from a few weeks or months ago. Can't even remember. Um, Melody, you could dip. I'm not saying every situation you got to have a divorce or you got to break up or anything like that. But as we saw in the Melody situation, she tried, like she exhausted all of her options. She was looking crazy, but just for the sake of her family, she got four kids, um, businesses, ongoing business deals. Like that's a lot to walk away from. But guess what? When you the lit auntie, uh-uh. <laughs> when you got to, you will do. And she had to, and she did do. So all I'm saying is, you know, as I wrap up, and again, if any of you'd like to jump on stage to give a comment, to even challenge me, because I understand that sometimes out my opinions can be a bit controversial or um extreme to some people who just don't agree um that's cool come up on stage i've been like i i respect everyone's opinion so don't be afraid i'm happy to see the new faces though um feel free you can come up on stage or next time bring a friend who you know ain't gonna care and they'll want to challenge me we do this every tuesday 6 30 p.m eastern standard time right here on clubhouse you know look into that but my point is I've got off everything that I needed to say. We spoke in our usual boxes. And if there are any other additional boxes that y'all ever want to talk about, let me know. DM me. Um, leave a comment when I post about... Um, oh, God. When I post about this. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. But in the meantime, this was great. Thank y'all so much. Stay lit.